Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you like to watch your podcasts, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beats you hear on the show and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace Ha Beats on YouTube and at Ace Ha Beats on SoundCloud. Raised on the Radio has a brand new promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the crazy labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whatever you're looking for to satisfy your health and wellness needs, they have you covered. They even have a whole section of their site that is dedicated to vegan, paleo, keto, and dairy-free products. Just go to the newly revamped truenutrition.com. Look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in ROTR in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You won't regret it and you'll never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out their email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to raisedontheradiostl.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one third of this show again tonight. Uh, Patrick Blair in Zoom land. Al Coretta back with us again. He may be joining us a little more often. I I don't know. What, what do you think, Patrick? Think we ought to keep him around for a little bit? I mean, if you're trying to replace me, he's the perfect guy to do, <laughs> do that with. So uh, it sounds like sounds like you're moving in the right direction. No, Al, welcome. Actually, Good to see you. I think, you know, you guys, my wife called you guys and was like, hey, Al needs friends. <laughs> and, uh, Can you get him out of the house, please? <laughs> get him the yeah. fuck out of my face. <laughs> but no, I, I messaged Patrick after our last episode and I was like, hey, I said, you think, uh, like, I think, I really think we should, we should bring Al on a little more often. He's like, yeah, let's do it. And he's like, but if you're replacing me, that's a bad idea. And I was like, well, I have to get somebody in here first before I get you out of here. Like we have to. Trial run. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fine. Seal switcheroo. Yeah. So uh, okay, let's start off with this BuzzFeed article. Uh, apparently, I just found out, Al, you're a big John Mayer fan. Huge John Mayer fan. Huge John Mayer fan. Okay. Like uh, went, to, went to the show, bought the t-shirt, the whole nine yards. Oh, dude. snap. Really? Dude, the, his most recent tour was incredible. It was like one man show, all acoustic and piano. It was just... Him with like it was kind of like how Ed Sheeran does his shows, but like 
I mean, it's John Mayer. He's he's just he's an awesome songwriter. He's an awesome player. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Can I can I be can I be honest about John Mayer? The the most that I've probably invested time in him was on the Chappelle show. Yeah, that's cool. He did a bunch of other stuff back in the day too. Like he had like a spoof show on MTV where he was like, like oh uh, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's right. I can't remember what it's called, but he had he had like some kind of show, and then uh, he also like. Uh, did one of the late night shows for like a week or something. And like, I mean, he's a funny guy. Yeah. And he's, you know, I don't know. I think he could do well in, in a lot of different platforms, but he, uh, I mean, he tours with Chappelle, I think. Oh, they really? Like the, they did a whole tour thing where it was uh, him and Chappelle. And I can't remember what it was called. It was like something doom something, or can't remember. They, they had a, uh, they had a tour together where like, John would do like music stuff and then there would be comedy and then would like kind of mix together. They've been friends for a long time. Nice. So this article so, here bu- I- from Buzzfeed, 17 problematic songs that never should have been recorded in the first place. Yeah. When I, when I saw this, I go, Oh man, Buzzfeed doing it again. They got me again. Let me go ahead and just look. And as I'm scrolling through, I'm like, bullshit, bullshit, stupid. Okay, that one's obvious. Whoa, that one's gross. And then I go, oh, shit, John Mayer. Let me go ahead and send this to Al because I know he's a super fan. <laughs> and I, and I, look, I'll be honest with you. There's one on here that I'll, I'll tell you guys about that I was super bummed about because it's I love the song. But this is, this is, this is my problem. I'm not, not a big lyric guy. And I know that sounds so stupid, but I just don't. I like when I'm listening to music, I don't listen to the lyrics first. I listen to the hook first, the melody, does it grab me? And then eventually I'll get to the lyrics, right? And uh so I again that's my fault. My bad. But when I saw one on here that I of a of a song that I really love, I I read it and I go, oh my God. And I think I just recently bought the song too because I had it on. I found my old iPod because I have vocal warm-ups on it. And I was like going through all the music. I'm like, oh my God, that song. I forgot I had that song. Let me go ahead and buy it again and get it on my phone. And then two days later, this article comes out. I'm like, these motherfuckers. The important thing about BuzzFeed is to know that these are all just bloggers. They're They're not journalists. They're not like... They're just people giving their weird opinions about things completely out of context and like not based at all right yes no yeah they're essentially yeah. like curated mean, mean tweets like that's, that's all yeah. it is they're memes yeah exactly yeah but some of them are pretty obvious though so problematic obviously being and i actually just went through this with i had a conversation with someone else recently about movies because i saw an article kind of similar to this about movies that couldn't be done today and there we can get into that after this, but like you kind of go, oh yeah, didn't didn't realize. But so some submissions include topics of domestic abuse, sexual harassment, incest, rape, pedophilia, anti-gay abuse. Please proceed with caution. We're all adults here. Can we proceed? Are we okay? I think we can. I I, well, yeah, we, I give can, consent. We can try. So let's let's. I want to skip ahead to the John Mayer song now when i sent this to you is this is this a popular again forgive my ignorance 
I don't know much about John Mayer. Is this a popular John Mayer song that's on here? I've daughters I by John I Mayer. I can't believe that's a question, dude. Like that's <laughs> it was huge. Was um, it? Okay, yeah, so now we have dude. to watch. I I don't remember this song that's, at all. Uh, if, if I remember correctly, that's like a song that like John Mayer did not want to like release. He like wrote it and was like, oh yeah, this could do something eventually, whatever. And then the the label heard it or, you know, some producer heard it and they're like, no, that's going on the record. Like, you don't have a choice. And it was like added for him. And I think it's like I think it's like one of the I think it's one of like the last tunes on. uh, Oh, man, what is that on? I'm a bad fan. Uh, I think that's on. It's not on Continuum. Maybe it is. What's the Uh, over under on us playing the music video and getting a copyright strike on YouTube? I don't know, dude. We're going to try it anyway. John, if you're listening, uh, you know, this, I'm defending you, my dude. This is, uh, this is all for your defense. Me too. No, no, I, I am too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Oh, so yeah. The part that they're saying here is so the, the quotes here, Al, forgive me. Yeah. Is that the chorus? Um, no, that this is like a uh, this is like a tag on to the last chorus. The on, oh. on behalf of every man looking out for every girl. You are the god and the weight of her world. So fathers be good to your daughters. Yeah, I mean the the okay. So the so fathers be good to your daughters. Daughters uh, will love like you do. Girls become lovers that turn into mothers. So mothers be good to your daughters too. Um, that that's the chorus, and all it is is just like a hey, you know, be good to little girls. I guess like be nice to your children. Like that's that's literally. The, 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 can I like, can I, I tell you what would that's made what I take creepy? away from it. What's that? I, I actually had this conversation with my wife before we started. Okay. Because she, like me, doesn't know much about John Mayer. So I was reading the lyrics to her. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, what would make this creepy? And she agreed. Is it that last line? If that last line weren't there, so mothers be good to your daughters too. Let's say you eliminate that from that phrase or from that sentiment. Then it becomes a little bit weird. Are you with me on that? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Well, so say that so again. Like, it, it, say say like you end the line with girls who girls become lovers who turn into mothers and then you're done, right? But, hey, but because that's, for me, but no, I'm just saying for me, like to to ease my mind because he said some others be good to your daughters too. It's like everyone's involved in this idea, so it's a little less one sided of an idea. Okay, but you're you're saying if it ended there, are, did you read underneath here what they're why they're saying it's creepy? Yeah, I did, but their 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 description sucks. Well, it does, but, description... it, but it also is the exact same thing you're saying. Like they're they're taking that out of context and ending with correct. That. That's what I mean. Yes. No, and that's what I mean. Yeah. But they didn't think, say that. I think I think, and and I obviously like everybody has their own opinion and their own thoughts and their own feelings about things. But to me, I never I've never thought of it as a creepy thing. I think of it as like a he wrote the song as just like kind of a just self-reflection of mm. life in general. It's just like a retrospective. I think, you know, you have you have to kind of consider that. I think the context of um, the rest of his body of work, like if you listen to, um, you know, Gravity or if you listen to Bigger Than My Body, I mean, it's always like it's always like uh, thinking about the big questions, right? Like, who am I? What? Are, wh- why are we here? Kind of thing is where he kind of pulls from, or at least that's where I gather. 
So I think it's more of just like a, you know, he he took a subject, which is like a father and daughter, you know, I mean, wherever he got that subject from, and he's trying to extrapolate like, hey, how can I, you know, put out there like everybody be nice kind of vibe, right? Like daughters will, will learn like they do. I, I think the girls become uh lovers who turn into mothers it's i think it needs to be i think it needs to be thought of as like a hey look at this you know young woman if you're a young man looking at a young woman right or if you're like an adult looking at another woman it's like that's somebody's daughter that's i think that's where i pull from is like that's okay you gotta remember that that's somebody's daughter you know what i mean and like one day you might have a daughter too how would you feel if you weren't you know being good to said daughter I think that's where I pull from. And um, maybe maybe I'm giving him way too much benefit of the doubt or if I'm, I'm just kind of like putting blinders onto it. But I, I, I just feel like it, you know, this this wasn't the part of his life where he was like going on uh, Playboy talking about his sexcapades with uh, uh, what's her face. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that. No. Uh-uh. Uh, well, I, let me stop you. Does he have kids? No, he's not even married, dude. Oh, shit. Okay. He's like almost 50 and not married. It's kind of sad. He was with Katy Perry. They broke up. Uh, he was also with, uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, Taylor Swift. And that turned out real bad. Whoa. Um, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. What's the age difference there? It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good thing. You're not really helping his. <laughs> no. Look, look, look. Do we, look, do look. we want to go back to some of these other songs that are on this list? Yeah, I know, I know right? We can just do, make this entire podcast is just going to turn into a John Mayer fest. I'm not going to defend like him dating a younger woman. Uh, he, I think she was of age. I mean, obviously, or else. This well, yeah, yeah, problem. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like a big, bad breakup. And like Taylor Swift wrote a song about him called Dear John. Uh, and like one of the I think one of the lyrics, I got to find that lyric now. One of the lyrics is like, don't you think 23 was too young or something? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty well, bad. Do you know the lyrics of the chorus of this song? Of which song? I'm so sorry. The song the song we're talking about that is on this list. Oh, Daughters? Daughters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I could recite the entire song probably. Please do. Please. What's the chorus? <laughs> Daughters be good to you. So fathers be good to your daughters. Daughters will learn like you do. Girls become mother uh, lovers who turn into mothers. So uh, mothers be good to your daughters too. And the the but, tag that you're talking about is on behalf of every man looking out for every girl. Uh, you, are the, okay. you are the god of the weight of her world. And it, it plays twice, and it's like the bridge part. So it's uh, yeah, it's like after a solo part, and it goes into that on behalf of every man looking out for every girl. You are the god and the weight of her world, and it goes again, and then goes into the chorus uh but yeah i'm looking at this uh i'm looking at this this court the chorus of this dear john song is don't you think i was too young to be messed with oh my god does it really say that (laughs) dear john i see how i see it all now that you're gone don't you think i was too young to be messed with the girl in the dress cried the whole time i'm sorry cried the whole way home i should have known (laughs) whose song is this that you're reading taylor swift about john mayer so I would if I would defend daughters well before Was anything that... else, but I, I I don't I don't defend like him, uh, you know, 
being with Taylor Swift. I don't. I, I think that's icky. Was that's there icky. was there a ba- like was there a bad breakup there? Yeah, we were really bad. It was. Okay. She wrote a song about it, dude. Well, yeah, but that, that's why I was wondering. Like, is this whole is whole song like a bash of of John Mayer or? Yes. Okay, I gotcha. Yes, it's literally wow. like a screw you. Wow. Um, yeah. Hmm. So, wow. Yeah, she she sang on one of his tunes on. Uh, oh gosh, is that Battle Studies? Yeah, Half of My Heart. She sang on it, and then. They broke up, and then like two years later, he came out with another album, had a song with Katy Perry, and uh, then they broke up after that. I was like, Johnny, you got to stop having your girlfriends on your albums, dude. <laughs> it's a sign. It's bad out. It's yeah, bad omen, man. <laughs> not good for you. It's not, <laughs> not good well, for no. you. Anyway, we can stop talking about John Mayer and talk about the ab- like. I would say that that should not belong on the list. I could see how somebody would think that way, but nah. But nah. it's just a, but, but it, like if you read what the person said, and I tried to yeah. look them up. Of course, they don't have a bio. Daughters by John Mayer is disturbing. Him singing "Fathers be good to your daughters and girls become lovers and turn into mothers" just gives off really creepy vibes. He sees women as objects and how they're only good for loving men and making babies. The song plays in my work all the time, and it disgusts me. Yeah, but she she's like fifteen, working at Kohl's, and, <laughs> and that's why she hears it all the time. Or I mean, I mean, it could be a guy, right? Yeah, it could be a dude. But you know, we don't this, know. But... It could be. I'm just. I'm, I'm thinking of... that she's a feminist. I don't even think it's that far. I think it's just. I mean, this the the the, the quote I think reads... they got paid freelance work to get a fucking little blurb yeah. on BuzzFeed, and that was that. I don't think. But it's like a real again, like regardless of who wrote this, the last line of the song that I'm talking about, "Some mothers be good to your daughters too," completely eliminates the idea that he's just writing lyrics about you know women only being good for loving men and making babies yeah like to me it to me it doesn't make it about that anymore because he said mothers you're involved too look but all i'm saying i don't know shit about lyrics guys yeah (laughs) just look just pointing that out all i'm saying is that that song does not belong on the same list or it's literally next to let's let's go over the, the, the one right before that. 17, 17 by winger, by winger <laughs> which is arguably the creepiest song there ever was. If you know, depending on the era, I think this is the creep song of the 80s hair metal phase. There are plenty of creepy ones on us. She said, I'm only 17, but I'll show you love like you've never seen. She's only 17. Daddy says she's too young, but she's old enough for me. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. Them boys is goofy. That was a hit too, right? Dude, it, it's it's a bop. That's the problem, dude. It is it a does. bop. It needs different, like it needs to just be rewritten, like different lyrics. Like who approved this shit? But I, dude, I still like, that's like a, a guitar riff that I still like try to play. And I'm like, I don't have a big fast right hand when it comes to that. It's like, it's like just real nice. 80s like riffage it's fun yeah but then you like you start hearing the lyrics you're like nah no i'm good <laughs> yeah well i these le- the this don't stand so close to me by the police yeah Ooh, it's a little bit weird mm-hmm. but also clever might sound creepy by saying that but it's also clever her friends are so jealous you know how bad girls get sometimes it's not so easy to be the teacher's pet temptation Frustration so bad it makes him cry. Wet bus stop. She's waiting. His car is warm and dry. Man, those are some bars, but those are some creepy bars. ass bars. <laughs> bars. 
those are bars, bars for days. <laughs> yeah. Like if Tupac yeah. said that, no one would no one would right. scoff at it at all, right? Yeah. If that's a biggie line, no one even fucking thinks twice. I don't I don't agree with Barbie Girl, by the way. Yeah, I don't either. Barbie Girl, I don't think Barbie Girl was ever supposed to be a serious enough song for it to be it wasn't supposed now, to be about an actual guy and girl. Now, needed- if it could go on the list just of the fact that it's a song that probably should have never been made. Because it's ridiculous and stupid. Because it was huge. It was huge. This is the one that upset me. My Sharona by the Knack. I oh, really? love this song, dude. Never going to stop. Give it up. Such a dirty mind. I always get it up for the touch of the younger kind. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck, that's so, this song rule. I love that song, man. That's such a bummer. Look at the guy on the left. I don't know anything. Yeah, the guy about on the left is the knack. That dude's got the knack and chloroform. If you're lucky, <laughs> <laughs> dude. This one bummed me out big time, man. I love that song, and I, I like I like the knack. I have like a few. Knack songs on my phone because they legitimately like a pop sort of post. I I you know I of course know that song, but I have never in my life heard the name the Knack. Yeah, most people don't know. They know my Sharona, but they don't yeah. know who it's by. Yeah, yeah. But they were they know, a very very cool um, new wave band. People know my Sharona because like there's like people movies. That, yeah, that and the, there there'll be like commercials. That'll be in commercials, and they'll like oh, for sure. Know, they'll superimpose other words in it, right? So like, uh, yep. what, what rhymes? M- with? M- my Corona, d- 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 yeah, right, right. D- 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 my d- Sedona, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sedona. <laughs> like you know, any of that, whatever. Like that's that's a that's callback, that's... by the way. What's that? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a callback <laughs> to our, by to the our way. text messages. Yeah, Kia Sedona's baby. <laughs> I don't yeah. agree with dude looks like a lady either. Uh, what's, so what's the what's the problematic lyric? So so never judge a book by its cover or who you're gonna love by your lover. Love put me wise to her love in disguise. She had the body of a Venus. Lord, imagine my surprise. So then the person writes, "It's definitely not a fun song written for Mrs. Doubtfire." The song was released in 1987. Mrs. Doubtfire came out in '93. The song plays into the idea that trans trans women are just in disguise to trick or trap people. Okay, so I love Aerosmith. If you know anything about the band, that's not what the song's about. They've talked about what it's about. These guys used to be major, major drug addicts, all of them. They would spend $100,000 a month on drugs, and they would go out and get hookers after long nights of partying, and they didn't want to fucking deal with, like, picking up a chick in a bar. They're like, let's go get some hookers. And there were several occasions where all of them went out, and there were transvestite hookers that came back to the hotel with them and they didn't realize until they finally like their eyes, their eyes were less cloudy. They're like, Oh, that's a transvestite. That's, that's a man, not a woman. And that's what they wrote the song about. So like, it's not transphobia. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with like trans women trying to trick people. It just literally is about these guys being fuck ups and being such drug addicts. They didn't realize that they were taking home men. Why is that problematic? I'm just. Sometimes you gotta. I, I'm just wondering. So you just des- you describe crust out your eyes. You describing it that way. I'm wondering, like, did their eyes get clear after 
things had already happened. Might have banged a dude, man. <laughs> have you seen Steven Tyler? I mean, come on. That's very true. He's a shame. They wrote a song. Look, if I hired a hooker and Steven Tyler showed up, I don't think right? I'd send. I don't think I'd send him on his way. At least not initially. Oh my god! <laughs> what? <laughs> look, I'm look, not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm not oh, the man. biggest fan of what you just said, Al. <laughs> All right, I love it. That's cool. Okay, Got so I'm happy. I'm happy you said it. That's fine. I'm happy you said it, and I stand by it. Uh, yeah. But let's move. But, but let's move on. Jailbait by Ted Nugent. I don't know if I need to explain this. Do I? I, I, mean, I just need to who, who would let somebody put this out? Like, if you're on a record label, would a record label let you put a song out called Jailbait? Back then, sure. Well, that's what I'm saying. All these Ugh. songs from the, like, 60s to the early 80s, like, it's very... the the When it, when it's, when it comes to, like, guy-girl situations, the, the, they're very thematic in the sense, like, they're talking about a younger girl. Now, they don't specifically state, unless it's, like, it was the, what is it, Winger or whatever the fucking band we just said, Warrant or whatever, fucking 17. But they don't specifically state, like, ages necessarily, unless you're Ted Nugent, where he says, well, I don't care if you're just 13. You look too good to be true. I just know that you're probably clean. There's one little thing I got to do to you. Jailbait, you look so good to me. Jailbait, you won't set me free. <sighs> God. God damn. Ugh. It's pretty gross. That makes me sick. Um, so I don't know if I should say this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Say it. I have I have an ex whose mom went to high school with Ted Nugent and he asked her to prom and she stood him up. I think that's the way the story goes. That's I probably think. that's probably a good call. Probably a good idea, right? I mean, dude, the Nuge is like the Gary Busey <laughs> the of the music world. <laughs> he's like, he yeah. really is. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, yeah, Gary Busey sure. with a guitar, dude. Like, I don't know if I'd hang out with him like at all. Look, look, all I'm saying is that if I hired a hooker and the nude shows up, he's getting pushed away immediately. Yeah, 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 for sure. Thank you. Good for you. <laughs> you have redeemed yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's one in, one do you, out. That's, do you remember the reality show he was on with um, Sebastian Bach? It was like, I think it was called Supergroup or something, where they tried to put a super uh, super group together, and it was Ted Nugent on guitar, Sebastian Bach on vocals, Scott Ian from Anthrax, and the dude from Biohazard, and the drummer was... Jason Bonham. I'm looking this up right yes. now. That's wild. Yes. Do you remember that? Did you ever watch that? I think maybe it's just been a long time. Dude, it is some of the best reality TV that's ever been documented. So what's the but, what's the background of the show? Is it just is it like just following them around as they're trying to put a super group together? No, no, no. I've got this. No, I've no. got this. I've got the synopsis right okay. here. Okay. Do it, do it, do it. Five seasoned rock stars descend on Vegas to form a band to save rock and roll. <laughs> that's it. That's all there is. Did it work? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I was obsessed with this with this show when it came out. Um, so here's what happened. So literally it was it was created by record labels and VH1. They took Doc McGee, I believe is the guy's name. He was the tour manager for like Molly Crew and um 
um, Skid Row and all these bands. Kiss, Bon Jovi, Motley Crue. Yep. He was like, I'm going to manage this band. I'm going to put together this super group. We're going to have them write music together. And they're going to like come together for a big show. And we're going to see if it will work. Right. So they they concoct this group of guys to come together. And like they put them in this beautiful fucking mansion in Vegas with a state of the art recording studio with a fucking like like award winning producer there to help them work together. And Ted Nugent is one of the guys. So here's what the crazy thing about the show was Sebastian Bach worshipped Ted Nugent before being on the show, worshipped him. It was like a Ted Nugent super fan. And when he walked in, he didn't know that Ted Nugent was going to be one of the guys. And when he walked in, he couldn't contain himself. He just became super Ted Nugent fan. So it like fed into Ted Nugent's ego a little bit. But, oh, by the way, there are other people that need to be in the band and need to be, like, a part of the situation. So it became this, like, total, like, back-and-forth battle of, like, who's uh, who's the songwriter? Who's who's going to write this riff? And who's going to be this? And who's going to be that? And, like, Sebastian Bach, like, wanted to put on makeup for photo shoots. And Ted Nugent's like, no, dude, you look cool the way you are. And Sebastian Bach's like, no, I need to, like, go for a run first because I'm puffy. And Ted Nugent would be like, no, nah, dude, you look great. You are Sebastian Bach. You look literally like a woman. Like he said that to him. Like, <laughs> you literally are hotter than my wife. No one's going to care that you don't have makeup on. Like, dude, it was the best show, dude. That's the great. best show. I want to read some of this here. I'm, 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 I'm on the uh, the Wikipedia page, and there's stuff talk, talking about the name of the band that they created. So there's the. Oh, the yeah. What did they come band. up with? I don't remember that. Democracy. Yes. Yeah, right. Uh, the, Dude, the, the song, the original song that they wrote together as a band was not bad, from what yeah. I remember. We got to find that. <laughs> I'm on it. Keep going. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, previously, the name Fist was also su- suggested by Sebastian Bach, <laughs> saying that it means the five of them coming together like fingers forming a fist. Eventually, Sebastian and Ted agreed that they had grown to dislike the name Fist. Another name that was suggested was Raw Dog, then flipped around to God War by Eve Evans yeah. Seinfeld, to which Bach Evan replies, Seinfeld from Biohazard, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy, dude. Dude, so there was a whole there was a whole episode that was basically about Evan Seinfeld during this time was dating a very popular he might have been married to her actually, was with a very popular porn star, Tara something. And Sebastian Bach had been with his wife for like 20 fucking years at this point. So there's this whole uh, whole episode where like, oh, our ladies get to come visit us now because we've been bunkered down working hard on music in this fucking mansion, bro. Right. So the ladies come. Right. And so this photographer shows up because she's a porn star. And they're like, hey, we want to do a photo shoot. And uh, the dude Evans fucking porn star lady was like, hey, Sebastian's wife, you should come do a photo shoot with me. So they're like giggling, like doing a photo shoot, smiling, being awesome and hot. And then like, like we should do a topless. And it's in, in, you know, the porn star just like immediately just like, well, why are we even asking? Let's just take them off. And so like <laughs> Sebastian Bach's wife is like, uh, is this okay? He's like, fine. So she takes her top off. And then, then, then they're like, sort of like semi like necking each other. And Sebastian Bach goes, dude, my rod is going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it is, it is, dude. It is the best television I've ever. Oh my watched, god! It is, it is. My it rod is, is so going good. to explode. Woo. And then, like, so, like, the label's there with like people who are like, "No, no, we have to go do our own photo shoot." And Sebastian Bach is like, "Get out of this room! Do you see what's going on?" Oh wait! And the dude from Biohazard is the photographer at this point. He's taken the camera away, and now he's the one snapping the pictures. And meanwhile, he's got Sebastian Bach over his shoulder saying, "My rod's gonna explode." <laughs> and like, there are record label people in the room, by the way, dude. It is—it's so good. I found the song. We have to watch it. Hold on here. Oh, is there a live performance? You want? So there's a whole lot. It's like the season finale live performance. Should we skim through that before I play you their original song? We'll do that. Let's do that. Yeah. I like where your head's at. I'm still thinking about the fact that they changed Raw Dog to God War. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, it's time to go. Go Jason Bonham had to deal with this bullshit. So they do a lot of covers. Yeah. Obviously. Doesn't that seem odd to put together a super group of like well-known musicians to do cover songs? Well, no. And here's why. Because they're covering like some of the most popular songs of all time. So it's like sort of like a testament to like, hey, we have some of the best players and music, so everything's going to be okay. Okay. That sort of thing. Okay. So they're doing Ace of Spades now. Let's skip ahead. Does it say what it is? No, of course not. If we do continue to write songs, if we do make a record, it all came from this crazy experiment, and I'd be glad for it to go on. I don't want to go home. was the tightest song on the show. <laughs> That's when I felt, you know what, this is going to be good. <laughs> we played punishment, people started going nuts. I'm really pleased how... Do either of you guys know anything about Biohazard? No. No. So they're like a... I wouldn't even call them a metal band. I would call them a hardcore band. And I remember when I was watching the show and I legitimately did like tune in for the first episode, like the premiere of it. And when Evan Seinfeld walked in, I was like, why the fuck would they put this guy in a room with all of these other guys? Like, how is this going to work? Like, he's going to kill these guys. Like like the personalities and just the idea of the music, like, but he, and there was a point before this final episode where he like disappeared and he like just he got like a suite in like this lavish Vegas hotel and he was just with his porn star wife for like two days and the band's like calling him and he's not answering. He's like, fuck them. I don't need to be a part of this anymore. And his wife's just walk, walking around naked. And I'm just like, dude, this is the most insane thing I've ever seen. I was with my stereotypes of my The Nuge. 
What year was this? Dude, this had to have been 2002, 2003, something like that. You got the wiki pulled up, does it say? Oh, yeah. You know, that's a good point. Original release, <laughs> uh, July 2nd, 2006. Whoa. A lot later than it should have been, that's for sure. Putting yeah. forth your best effort. Yeah. All right. There's a lot of noodling going on, so I'm just going to go mm. to the original. <laughs> see what this is about. It's only a two minute and 47 second song, which is good. Keep in mind, when I said that I thought this was good, I have not heard it since 2006. <laughs> I just want to defend myself before it gets really bad. What's up, pops? Yeah, <laughs> we are democracy. <laughs> I could totally see it. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that song sounds like old school, old school uh, park hand lights. It just sounds like it sounds that like song. <laughs> that song smells like Sunday nights at pops. Yeah, you you are one hundred percent correct. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. I'm not mad at his vocals, though. I'm so glad that you prefaced. I'm so glad that you prefaced. Like, keep in mind, I haven't heard this in 2006. This is garbage, dude. 2006. This is hot crap. Dude, think about how many millions of records are in this photo. And this is the yeah. recording they have. Is this like, a, is that like the rough demo? Like, what the it's fuck gotta happened? Be, that sounds bad. I'm just yeah. looking at that picture and looking how, like, every one of them looks out of place for everyone else that's in the picture. Especially Ted Nugent. Yeah. And the dude. All right, I just want you all to know that you're going to be on TV when this fucking comes out. I remember this. So this is the scene. <laughs> They're in old Vegas and like in the middle of the fucking strip. And they play this show and everybody's like, oh, this is cool. Sure. pop shit right there all right yep <laughs> i need a break from the madness man so i i looked up damocracy on uh 
Apple Music, and there's another band. This is like a metal band called Democracy. <laughs> there's stuff that do got they, released in the It wasn't like trademark. I, I, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> and I not interested. Okay, should we go back to this list? We totally got away from this list. I don't know if it matters anymore. There was one more I wanted to share with you guys. Hold on. Yeah, let's go back to it. The the problematic song of 2023. Run for Your Life by the Beatles. Ooh, it's kind of gross. Al, are you a Beatles fan? No. I, I'm I, no? I'm not a Beatles hater, but I'm also not a Beatles okay. fan. And I'm, I'm just upset that when I say that I'm not a Beatles, Beatles fan, people are like, how can you not be a Beatles fan? I'm like, no, I understand. Oh, dude, I get so much shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, and like, it's fine. It's just like, I, it's not, I, it, I like the Beatles. I'm just not like a, I wouldn't say like I'm a fan of the Beatles. I was like growing up, I was much more of like a Pink Floyd fan. That was like my, that was like my old school band of choice. If I had to listen to something older. Do you agree, yeah, do you agree I, with everyone I, about how much of an influence Beatles were? In yeah, of course. The, okay. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's undeniable. You know what I mean? Like, You're right. I'm a, I love pop Beatles, like early Beatles, like suit wearing, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a hard day's night. Yeah. But I, I love that shit, dude. That shit's great. And that's why I like the movie yesterday so much is because like it really like, it's kind of like a tribute to that old, old, the old Beatles stuff that I think people just forgot about. Like the poppiness of it was great, and I and I grew up with that in my. I didn't grow up with like classic rock in my house. It was pop. Like we have Michael Jackson records and like Hard Day's Night and Tina Turner and R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, Whitney, Whitney Houston and shit like that. Like that's what I grew up around. But um, yeah, like the the psychedelic beetles oh i could not give a fuck less about anything what about the metal beetles <laughs> that's from the same time period yeah uh but this song run for your life by the beetles let this be a sermon i mean everything i've said baby i'm determined and i'd rather see you dead you better run for your life if you can little girl hide your head in the sand little girl so like When you read it, it goes, it reads pretty bad. But then I read like the little blurb from the blogger who doesn't like the song. And I'm like, you took it out of context again. So like, am I supposed to really care? But I don't know. What do you guys think about those lyrics? Uh, I think. (sighs) I'm not really sure how to like explain the way I feel about that. It's like. You know, they, they, when you write a song, you're writing lyrics and stuff. It may have nothing to do with you. It's just you're just writing some kind of story, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, you're right. No, you're not. Knows? You're saying it. Every, you're, everything you're saying is correct. Right, but so like, who knows if like I, I've never, I don't even know if I know this song at all. Um, so I, I don't I feel like I feel like there should be more context. Uh, I could look them up, but I got gotcha. you. Run know. for your life. Here it comes. Good. Oh, okay, yeah. I want to hear this. Two minutes and 21 seconds. Oh, I've heard this. Yep. Now it sounds familiar. Well, I'd rather see a dead little girl than to be with another man. You better keep your head, little girl. I won't know where I am. You better run for your life if you can, little girl. Hide your head in the sand, little girl. Got you with 
As someone who writes songs, I've never thought about something like that. Have you, Al? No. <laughs> That's crazy. Do you mean me, right? you mean the topic? Like like what they're talking about? Yeah. To just be like, yeah, if you get with anybody else, I'll fucking kill you, bitch. I've That's never essentially what they're saying. Like, I just don't like, I just don't think about life what? like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Like and I know I'm like a negative dude a lot but like yeah it's mainly because my brain won't shut the fuck up so it has to come out like dude that's crazy to me i've never thought like i've written like songs about like breakups and like exes who i couldn't fucking stand and like they've come out in a different way but it's never been like so literal like where it's been like i'll kill you yeah i think this is like, like you know this is what, what year did this come out I'm trying to figure that out. My guess would be 65. I don't know. 69. I don't know. Nice. Uh, 1965. Okay. Oh, shit. I was right the first time. Yeah. So look at me. Uh, first, I want to say that this song was written and I guess sung by John Lennon. Who, I mean, he's. Yeah, I was going to ask, was that John or Paul? As John. He, he's historic. He's historically like beat his wife. Like he's. He was not a great guy. Like, um, so, uh, but, but I also think like, I'm not giving any kind of credence to this. I'm not saying that any, any of this is good. Um, the song is bad and they should feel bad. Let me put that out there. Um, but it's like, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of like a parallel, like, you know, in, in like, probably we'll say the, the new millennium, like 2000 on, you know, it's all very like, we're talking about emotions. We're talking about this and that. But I think that's also because like we're allowed to talk about emotions now. You know what I mean? Like, like it's 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 not as taboo for for dudes to talk about emotions. So like back then, that was just like emo for dudes who just still punch chicks. You know what I mean? That's literally what that is. It's not good. It's a bad thing. Um, it was pretty normal to hit a hit a woman back then too. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. it's like that's how it, which is gross, but yeah, it's terrible. And, and that's. Yeah. Why it's duly noted on this list, I think, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, was, I wasn't I wasn't around in 65. Um, you know, somebody should have beat the fuck out of him if he was, you know, hitting women like that. Well, somebody terrible. did with a gun. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Either <laughs> way, you should shoot that guy. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> either, we, either way, it's just a weird, it's a weird, like, dark, I guess, emo type song that they've put into, like, an uplifting way, which is really weird. Like yeah. an upbeat, yeah. you know. I, I, I mean, going through their catalog, if I, I, like I'm thinking about it, I think they do have a lot of dark lyrics that are kind of disguised in these poppy sort of upbeat songs. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people are like you, Pat. Where they, 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 you know, they're not thinking about the lyrics first. I'm the same way. You know. Oh, really? So, yeah, I would if if you were to just play that. And just tell me to listen to it. I would never. You would listen even, to the melody and like it would not, on to, it would not yeah, register yeah. to me that that song is icky until I listened to it like 10 times and started writing down lyrics as I went and be like, wait a minute, this guy's an asshole. And that's that's like when it would actually happen. Um, so I've never thought about lyrics like I'll listen to I'll listen to songs of I'll listen to a John Mayer song 
and like finally like learn what the actual lyric is in this song because like I've never taken the time to like look it up or cared. I just whatever is like phonetically um comfortable and like sounds yep. cool, I think is is the better route, which I think and I don't want to get too too down in the weeds, but like uh whenever you write like melodies and stuff, Pat, like you you do you just do like the the mumble talk, right? You just come da, 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 Yeah, yeah, you just do the Now let me try to fit stupid words into that what I just yeah. did. Yeah. So yeah. so what I'll do is I'll I uh I I'll just like it won't be like da 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 da's, but it'll be like I'll try to fit like the the vowels and and the consonants in places that like uh match whatever melody I'm trying to do, right? And then like if words come out of that, then I'll try to match like lyrics to that. Yeah. If it if it you know if if I have to match something that's like it comes out as cummerbund, then I have to match something before and after that that makes cummerbund make sense because the word cummerbund like makes sense in the context of just the way that the 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 mouth is moving and the the way that I can make my voice do a thing that sounds cool. So. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I totally get that. It's why I have, and we've talked about this before, but it's why I have such a deep respect for rappers. Yeah. Because they don't, for the most part, in my experience and from what I've seen of other, like, you know, really successful hip hop artists talking about their process, they don't write like that, where they kind of come up with a melody and then work in lyrics later. Like, no, no, it's all about what am I going to say to this beat? And I've been in the studio with rappers and I've always been just fascinated and amazed at their process because I can't do that there have been very few times in my life where i've had lyrics that i've applied to a melody first as opposed to written the melody first and then you know um usually it's melody first let me think about how i want this to sound and then i'll come up with lyrics later with like the hip-hop artists or the rappers that i've been around like it's all about like what am i gonna say it's not about like you said the phonetics or the cadence cadence matters but i think the beat kind of takes care of that for them. Yeah. If that well, makes sense. Yeah, I think... In, I in, think, in um, a sense. In a sense. You have some guys who try to be off the wall and kind of go away from the beat. And let me be creative here and kind of... Yeah. There's, but, there's, there's clear guardrails, you know? There's, yeah, there's, yeah. Yeah. So does your mind... Both of you guys, does your mind treat hip-hop and rap differently when you hear it than like a rock song? And I, I mean that is in like, Al, you just said that the it, you're not really paying attention to the lyrics when you first hear something. It's all about the hook or whatever. Hip hop and rap, is that the opposite? Like, are you hearing the lyrics first before what's going on in the background? No, I think it's probably the same. Um, I think, I, you know, which is why I I usually just gravitate to the stuff that has really good hook um, or has like really fun form, you know, um, I keep on doing this like it means fucking something, <laughs> but it doesn't. Um, but I like it. Yeah. So I'm putting I'm putting captions in there every time you do it. Yeah. Good. Uh, so the um, the way that I I like I guess interpret that initially is is just like the flow rather than the words themselves. I I don't know. I, that's probably it. And then like if the hook if I can't recognize like what the song is off of just like the hook which is usually like the first thing that you hear in a in a hip-hop song or a rap song whatever um then i just don't care about it like that's why i just i don't really like a lot of the mumble rap stuff 
just because like it's like yeah it's some of the things maybe kind of cool like the, the melodies might be kind of cool the beats are like really really polished and professional like but I don't care. Like it's it's all just triplets. That's it. That's it's triplets. That's all we're doing all day long nowadays. So it's like okay, people can people have been doing that forever. Like so, I don't know. It's just not as impressive impressive to me. And the songs are just like not as good. Yeah, I think for me with hip hop, uh, I'm kind of the same way. I don't necessarily lean on the lyrics first. Um, I'm looking for performance and I'm looking for, like you said, like hooks. And it's why like Outkast and Tupac are two of my favorite artists of all time. Forget about hip hop, just in general, like um, as a performer and as a voice and as like just a a way to like he just Tupac had a way of just pulling you in with his cadence, with his voice, with his hooks, with um, just the way he sounded. Outkast, same way, like um, they wrote really great hooks that that brought you in and then later i would go let me go ahead and like today i was out in my backyard with my son and uh, we were just chilling and i at aliens from outcast came on my you know playlist thing and uh i remember that's one of the first songs by them where i really go all right let me, what are they saying here because it's such a hooky song that you don't fucking care you know like necessarily what they're saying in the verses it's just, like the chorus is a hook and you just get you know you know drug into it but um that was one of the first ones where i went back and like let me listen to these again and like hear what they're saying and i do that often with with hip-hop like colt you love aesop rock and i i do too but he's one of those guys like i don't know that i would care about him as much and about his lyrics as much if he didn't have such a in my, in my opinion a fascinating voice and i think he has a really good voice you know um which for me draws me in and I'm immediately hooked and I want to hear more. Yeah. So then I can go back and care about those lyrics. Yeah. Because he did, you know, as a lyricist, he's saying a lot. Yeah. A very he, short. He, he, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll like, tell, he'll tell like one, know, like one small story from his life, like in, yeah. in a song. It's three minutes. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I listened to the song dorks today by him. That's a good and one. I'm just like, yeah. man, there's too much going on. I gotta like, and, and I've heard it, a hundred times, but I still like, is that, is that the one with the baseball bat mm -hmm. out on the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Al, do you like Aesop rock? No. Do, you, do you know anything about him? Nope. No. Okay. Nope. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bad hip hop fan. Cause I'm, I don't know. I just, I don't know. You, I'm, he'd I'm probably be a guy right that now. you would get into. He's as a lyricist, he's very good. Um, but also as kind of like, mixing good hooks in with really like you said professional beats if you will uh yeah. he's been he's been dude he's had that fucking shit on lock since like 2002 so oh I, i'm reading the lyrics right here and i i love this already yeah that uh the impossible kid Aesop, which it, song yeah uh that dorks oh yeah oh do, yeah 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 uh yeah, yeah I mean, that that impossible kid references are off the chain awesome. man everybody knows that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, let's listen to it. Yeah, Aesop's fucking outstanding, man. Like, he's one of those guys, like, we did, like, a, a thing on Facebook a while back. Like, which artist do you feel? And I think, Cole, you might have said Aesop, but what, which artist do you feel should be mainstream that is not? He's definitely one that I'm like, I don't know how 
I kind of get why he's not, but also like, eh, well, you know, I think we we talked about that on the show one time too, and I said you said that you didn't think he was mainstream, but he's he was on a Madden game, and that I don't know if that happened, but yeah, at that point I was like, that's pretty mainstream if you're, yeah, making it into Madden. He's for the most part taken a lot of pride along with all of the other guys that he's surrounded himself with as being very independent, and not un- relying on underground labels, starting their own labels, doing their own thing. And, and, you know, the mad thing was crazy. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. I couldn't believe it when it happened, but, um, here we go. Should we do a live version? Yeah, oh, I don't know if I've ever seen anything live from him. My next guest has been making music for over 20 years and is performing on network television for the very first time tonight. Here with the song Dorks, please welcome (laughs) Aesop Rock. He 100% has no idea who Aesop Rock is, right? (laughs) No, I don't. I don't. But like, what a terrible thing to say, Stephen Colbert. (laughs) This guy's been going for 20 years and this is the first time he's ever been (laughs) at this level. I don't don't know that it needs to be said. Yeah, I don't know that it needs to be said. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With special guest, Yola Tango. You know, Stephen yeah. Colbert one said thing about this, though, like Stephen Colbert said that. But Al, for like somebody who doesn't know who he is, like this is, in my opinion, such a poor misrepresentation of how good he is. It's a oh, good okay. song and the performance is fine. It is what it is. I don't know if you're into it or not, but no, I live band, dude. Every time like that'll that'll get my cage baby yeah just like like listening to the record version of that is like it's sped up like he sped up a little more like that makes it more impressive too like what he puts out in such a short amount of time but uh, yeah it's it's definitely better on the record Mm. i'm not even saying that i'm just saying like this far into his career like i still like this stuff but like (laughs) he just comes from an era of underground hip-hop that i would you know i was like you know, young, stupid adult when I started listening to this stuff. And I just remember like so many nights of just listening to guys like him and, you know, like soul and Sage Francis and all these guys. And I'm just like, fuck, my mind's blown. And for him to be on this night, this, this talk show and have this guy be like, yeah, it's like 20 years later. I'm like, you fuck, you kind of ruined it. Like I'm thinking about it now. And I, I hope like the audience isn't thinking about it, but maybe they are. I don't know. So you really don't know anything about this guy? No, 
I think I maybe I I may have caught like the the name sounds familiar. So uh, yeah, back in like the early 2010s, like I, I want to say like oh nine oh ten you know oh ten oh nine 2010 2011 12. Like I went to Lollapalooza like four years in a row. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say that. Uh, Did you really? He was there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we, we had like the hookup, dude. We had the VIP. We were, we were all VIPy in the back, baby. Damn. And um, <laughs> dude, it was like free food. They had massages and shit. It was awesome. And like now, if 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 you were to ask me to go to a, a music festival, like I hate crowds. If, if you were to ask me to go to a music festival, I'm not going unless I have like all the stuff. I, I like I don't care. I have to spend the money because like I can't. I can't be in general like gen pop out in the, the the fields. I can't be in steerage out in the mud. I gotta have a chair, um, preferably a place with a bathroom that isn't a terrarium filled with poop. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's just I can't do it anymore, dude. I'm either I'm too old or I'm too prissy or both. One of the two. Yeah, I had my first uh, full blown anxiety attack as an adult at Lollapalooza. Oh, I'm sorry, man. That's awful. Yeah. It was really just a thing of like getting caught up, like you said, in a sea of people, and I didn't yeah. expect it. And I was just like, "Ooh, this is not good." Yeah, and I, I've said this to Colt before, and he's like, "How are you in a band on stage in front of people, and this bothers you?" I'm like, "No, I'm on stage. It's different. It's not even yep. the same thing. It's not even close to being the same thing. Yep. Like, it's it, it's it's hard to explain, and I wish I could." in a way that it would make sense to anyone who doesn't experience that. But yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I the, just can't do them anymore. The crowd, I mean, I'm kind of like, Alex, I think like the older I get, the worse the crowds are for me. But the worst one I ever had was actually at point fest. With, when Hollywood undead was on one of the side stages, you got hit by a boot. Uh, I didn't, but boot? I seen several people do it because people don't know how to crowd surf. So it's like Hollywood and Dead going crazy and we're like f- five rows of people back maybe and you can't watch the show because it's just people f- coming behind you. People in steel toe boots and everything else crowd surfing and all you have to do is just walk behind you and hopefully nobody kicks you in the back of the head. It was it was rough. All that for a band like Hollywood Undead. Dude. <laughs> it's like you have limited time on this earth and that's what you choose to do with your life is crowd surf to Hollywood Undead. I don't know, man. Those people are brave we, too. Uh, the crowd surf out on by those side stages. I mean, because it's blacktop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no protection out there, dude. No, none. Like the, your best shot is for somebody to throw you into the front of the stage so that the security guards catch you. <laughs> yeah, like that's your best shot. Yeah. And then they yell at you, say, "Don't come back here. You're getting kicked out." And they're like, "Yeah, what a fucking ever. What are you gonna do? Like, remember my face all day long when there's 20 <laughs> other people coming right behind me?" Nope. Yeah, I crowd surfed yeah. like that once, and it was at Ozfest, and it was during the band Unearth. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but I've, uh, I've heard of them. It was uh. They were like what they had a record called the oncoming storm come out 2002 ish, three ish, four ish. And uh, that record just resonated with me. And they were playing Ozfest. And I remember like I knew they were going to play early. I'm like, I could crowd surf like early in the day. It's not going to be crazy. And I did it. And I was like, all right, I've done it. Never going to do it again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, 
it's off the bucket list. I've done it like as a fan of like music at a big festival, never going to do it again. That whole, that whole, that whole deal. But it, yeah. it was fun. Love that band. God. I feel bad hey, for all the, the girls that get up there and do it that are all in just oh. like a bikini top or something. I'm like, come on, what do you expect is going to happen? Yeah. I well, Hey, you know, they should, I feel like a woman should be able to do that and not get groped. I agree. I agree. So I, and it's just, I've never been that guy. Yeah. No, I've, no. I've had this conversation no. with my wife so many times where a situation like that, like where it, it seems for me anyway, that's why she's always like, yeah, like you don't understand how different you are than other dudes. And I'm like, what do you mean? But like a situation like that, like it would never cross my mind to grab a tit when a girl's crowd surfing above me. Like I would be like, let me make sure you get away from me safely. Also, don't kick me. Also, don't fucking elbow me. Like it wouldn't be like, "Mm, let me go ahead and get some. Like I would just be like, all right, on you go, please. It's the flat palm. It's like you're you're feeding two giraffes behind you, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You don't, want to, you don't want to stick your fingers out. Dude. You're going to get in trouble. Yeah. It's not okay. But in my most like drug-induced, alcohol-induced, shitty, I'm a fucking worthless piece of shit state, I'd never, I've never done that. Even yeah. still. And I've been at festivals. I've been at you know, a punk rock show. Like, whatever. Like, I've never been like, let me go ahead and cop a feel real quick. Like, And maybe it's always because I've been like, uh, you know, well, I'm not even going to try to explain that, but I, maybe it's just because it's just like, I don't want to, I don't ever want a, a girl or a woman ever to think I'm the guy that would do that in general. So let alone, let it be like a crowded place. And now I'm the guy that she sees that's done that. Like, fuck that. Like, yeah, yeah it's just so weird. I, it's it's just, so it's weird. Just- it's not weird. It's disgusting. Dude. It's well, like, it's, we, it's, it's yeah. weird for me to like, to even like try to put myself. Yeah. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, you're 100% right. So yeah. gross. Well, yeah, speaking of disgusting, I feel like there's a band that should be on that list. Oh, shit. Um, and it's not because I think I've never even looked at their lyrics at all. But I think I think you're going to agree with me, Pat. And this is um, <laughs> I, I think you are. I think you are. I think you are. Um, the, and the band is Savage Garden. <laughs> Which song? Any the, of them. the only Pick one, one, the only Pick one. one, it's probably, See, but I don't know lyrics again. I'm gonna stay with you on a mountain, I want to bathe with you in the sea. Oh, you know the lyrics? Yeah, like, yeah, dude. Is, are they the Chicky Cherry Cola band? Yes, yes. Oh, they say, I, I didn't realize they sang that song. Chicka Chicka Cherry Cola. Hold I on. Can't so, what's the problematic called? song, Al? Let me look it up. I don't think there's a problematic song, the, the, the group <laughs> itself is problematic. <laughs> This is, I just, I, Wait, why? They just got those faces. What did they? <laughs> I thought they did something. No, I don't well, care. Well, let's look it up. Truly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys. Yeah. 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 I kind of love these songs, though, man. They're really good songs. Mm. You don't mm. think so? No? Check it out. Your dream will be a wish I'll be your fantasy I'll be your hope I'll be your love Be everything that you need I love you more with every breath Truly, madly, deeply do I will be strong I will be faithful Cause I'm 
counting on That vocal run right there is fucking dope. Yeah. I mean, this is truly the late 90s, like, Cuck Lord anthem. Like, it really is. <laughs> oh, wow. Anthem. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> That's fine. I don't like that guy. Let me just point something out. I was always confused by this group because you have this guy. He's clearly like... I'm going to be the sex symbol and the dude. And then there's this weird dude playing an instrument that bobs off beat. I'm like, why are you here? Let's He's the cameraman, this dude. guy. He's the cameraman. Yeah. yeah. This Who is, the, is he? This guy's the cuck. The other guy's the cameraman. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think we just discovered something on this show. What'd you say? I so said, I think that we just discovered something on this show. The Savage Garden is a cuck band. <laughs> they, they are this is i don't know, this if, is I can, I don't know if i can deal with that I don't <laughs> know. this is this no, song dude. is dope this song is what? incel bait dude that's all it is yeah what is this song about like the dude doesn't no, Score, it, it, right? it's, it's it's also just a random a random chick d- running. Yeah, I want you. I can't have you. It's you know. So he's gonna just sit and wait. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. dude, that sucks. He's just gonna watch the other dude take care of it. Why are we I diving spent? so deep into this, guys? Come on. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, Did whoa, I want you. All is right, that... coming coming back to this. Uh, I that song is an absolute certified banger. I'm not that gonna song like, rules. I, yeah, it's <laughs> that amazing. Song, like at the very end, of the guy's doing the falsetto. Oh wait, hang like, on. I think I kn- yeah. what that I knew I loved you song was that a big one too? Probably. They had a bunch. Of I them. think this is the Chicka Cherry Cola song though. I think. Yeah. Dude. Dude, this on. is good. <laughs> Anytime I need to see a face, I just close my eyes And I am taking two bits for your crest Don't mind, I'm a gentle feeling They take a chapter in the face of my spine Straight like a chicka cherry cola I don't need to try to explain I just hold on tight And if it happens again, I'ma move so silently To the arms and the lips and the face Of the human cannibal that I need to, I want to I'll Come stand a little bit closer Dude, the 90s were a weird time, huh? <laughs> They were, dude This is creeping me out right here this, it's a lo- little this bit face weird. looking at me. Like, I don't no, think the song's like problematic, but the idea is problematic, right? I just... Breathe in and get a bit higher. You'll never know what hit you when I get to you. Also, you know what, Al... When this came out, or once like band like groups like this came out, that vocal tone had yeah. never been heard before on a pop song. Yeah, I guess maybe. I mean, it's just like it's just breathy, you know, mid upper. Not not the like, way he's singing, but the way his actual like the production. Oh yeah, vocals. yeah. It's it's oh, like dude. It, 
yeah pop meets like kind of industrial thing going yeah on. yeah like, for sure it's like this she drives me crazy song she drives yep. me crazy it's like this should thing. be orgy but it's not orgy yeah oh, yeah, a, yeah 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 for sure true for that guy you see how confident he was through his pick i'm done with that guy all right hey so, what are we talking about Oh man, I wanted you to scroll down because I, I I wanted. <laughs> there's I, another. There's, a, there's another think, hit. They had another hit. I know that. I'm trying to think of some Did other. They really? Yeah, I think it was that one that I was just looking at. I I don't remember the name of it now. Which one? I knew I loved you. Yeah, I knew I loved you before I met you. I think that's. Oh, I knew I loved you before I met you. That's that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I must have dreamed you. In that's the one. That's beautiful. Is that you or him? That's beautiful. That's me. <laughs> Is that you or oh, him? thank you, thank you, thank you. That's Damn, so good. bro. Yeah, Did you put some reverb on it and get that clip out. Nope, can't do it. <laughs> Somebody call Simon on this show, bro. Somebody call the voice. I don't know oh this song. Gosh. You don't. You got to know this song. You Play, would know share it. Share it. Share it. Would they get on with it already? You're. You're not. Who are you yelling at? You ain't sharing. Oh uh, yeah. You're not sharing. We got to. Oh shit! I'm sorry, guys. I stopped sharing. Oh, <laughs> the whole time I I'm can like tell. Talking to you. <laughs> Sorry. He's like oh, yelling man. at us, berating us. I really did like your singing, though. <laughs> oh, good. thank you. It was good. <laughs> should do a cover oh. of that. Is that Kirsten Dunst? Yeah. Do you know what I don't like? Is the fact most, that these most guys things, are like most things. I was, was going to say it. You like, got it. Also, this this band being like, we're just a duo. Like you're not a duo. You have a fucking band that makes this happen. Put them well, in the video, you assholes. Nah, yeah, fuck that. They don't. They probably don't it. have. They have a band that they hire, dude. Like yeah, and of in course. the studio, they just write it themselves. It's like it's no, like Paramore now, dude. Paramore has been like basically just Haley and then like whoever she decides is in Paramore that day. <laughs> Which is gross. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I hate that situation. I wish that it was is. still just like the, I and I, I love the new music and everything. It's just like a weird thing, and I don't know. Being a band, now I have person, to show you something. Oh, uh, oh uh, no. Uh oh. No, it's good. I love oh, okay. Paramore. I love Paramore. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even about to hate on them. But they're just really uh, good. If you watch this, uh, they did like an acoustic live performance of the Grammys several years ago. Now, but it was it's when the original dudes were out of the band. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen this? No. Is this oh, like that, that that video that you're on there right now? No, yep, that's, right here. That's that's uh, that's Josh or whatever. This guy. Yeah, so that's he's original, the original guy. What about that's the an original dudes? guy? Huh? What about so the, the other dudes? Tell the, me, because I don't think the, the other dudes are original. But oh, um, I, can't, I can't. I don't know if I'll be able to tell unless you play it. But eh, um, no, we're gonna play it. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Or you were saying something about Savage Garden. Um, no, sorry. I know that like the original bass player is out. The um, one of the guitar players is out. Uh, basically, it's the if I remember correctly, it's the it's Haley, the um, the guitarist Josh Faro, and then the uh, drummer. I can't remember the drummer's name, but those are the original three. 
Okay. That's all yeah, that's so left, let, at least. Oh, really? Okay. This was interesting to me because it didn't feel like any of the original dudes. Because didn't she date the bass player? No, she uh, she dated the, the guitar player, Josh. That guy hey, who's uh, in there. He, okay. And he sings harmonies? Uh, Probably. Who knows? Dude. By the way, I'm not playing this because I hate it. I'm playing it because I love it. She's okay. awesome. This band's awesome. This fucking rules. All right. If you know it, please sing along. Please sing loud. I'm in the business of misery. Let's take it from the top. She's got a body like an hourglass, ticking like a clock. It's a matter of time before we all run out. When I thought he was mine, she caught him by the mouth. Oh. What are you trying We're gonna to get f- to a really cool part? What are you trying to figure out? Who these guys are and who? Okay, <laughs> that dude is that know. dude is my age. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here it makes we go. me sad. It's still a good song. <laughs> it just feels so good. Great harmony. I've watched his wildest dreams come true, and not wanna. I'm not gonna lie. That so the dude singing the harmonies. I'm sorry to keep pausing on him, but like. He looks old for the band, like older than them. He does. So yeah. definitely not an original member, but they're we're not trying showing to him very much. Is. Yeah, <laughs> for good reason. <laughs> yeah. Old as fuck like me. You just watch my wildest dreams come true. Not one of them Taylor York. She says his freaking name during That's what I said. Remember yeah, yeah. Name. I told you. Solo. <laughs> She rules. She does. And the dude singing harmonies rules. Like, again, I've never heard those harmonies performed like that live on that song. So I I dig it. Dig it. Dig it, dig it, dig it. He's probably just a hired dude, man. Sounds like it, man. Like, he looks unfamiliar to me. Like, and when I saw this, I was like, who's that guy? And he's singing awesome, you know? But I'm not like a super fan of them by any means, but. Oh, that might be his brother. <laughs> that, that, it, no, I'm serious. J- Justin Daniel York is a singer and guitarist who is the elder brother of Taylor York. He was born in uh, Grantsburg, Wisconsin, 1982. He's 40 right now. He My was age. a touring member of Paramore for 12 years. So that, that that's there probably him. Hmm. That's why we're old fucks. Yeah, that's the that only was. record that I listened to from Paramore. I really like that record, but that I haven't really ever dove in past that. The oh, the follow up record's really good. Yeah, um, it's really good. Actually, I would I would recommend giving that a shot if you did like um, Riot. There's a lot of good shit on that. Yeah, they have even the record that they came back on that that one after that one is good too. Like with all the poppy shit. Around what They're year really was it? Around what year did Paramore hit? 
it's hard to well, say. Well, would it be like so. I mean, o- they, would it be like oh five, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. Oh four, oh five. So like they had this uh, that pressure song. I can feel the pressure. Yeah. This was this, I mean, she was that a was huge. little kid. I'm not sharing. Sorry. She's she's gorge. She rules, man. She's so good. I just saw her in uh, was it February or something? She's just I mean, she yeah. She's on the list. But also, baby. this song she can get it anytime. Oh, her and her and Peggy Bundy. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Like for her to be like 16 or whatever she is right here and have a voice like that is just yeah. was bananas. Time well spent. Just don't let me fall asleep. Feeling empty again. Cause I fear I might break. And I fear I can't take it. Tonight I'll lie awake. Feeling empty. I can feel the pressure. It's getting closer. <laughs> That stupid little harmonic guitar lead in every yeah, song did, in the yeah. fucking mid two thousands. Well, that's like it's it's all the I mean, uh, the the story guys were talking about like that riff. It's turning into like a lick because like that's not the same notes, obviously, but it's like very similar to the beginning of Until the Day I Die. Also, very similar to uh, the lick in the beginning of. Um, uh, Ohio is for lovers. Like as far as like just that taking game. back Sunday. It was in every song. Yeah, it's just like the on all the stuff like late two thousands, early two thousand tens for whatever metalcore. Right. But yeah, dude, we saw her not too long ago. It's so good. She's just she's so good. I don't know if we talked to you, fellas. I'll be right back. Keep going. Yeah. Me. Al, I don't know if we've talked to you oh, about fuck, that or it's not. It's almost nine o'clock. Goddamn. Have Have you listened to the new story record all the way through? Yeah, of course. There feels like a new energy with those songs. It feels like a new thing with them that I haven't heard in a long time, and it, yeah. I it fucking rules, man. Like I um, Colt, I never told you this, but Dan played me like a few semi tracks when I was there recording with him. Um, but I, but I, they were, but I knew they weren't going to be the finished products of what was going on. He was just being sort of gracious and being like, you want to hear like what we're working on? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. But, um, and it's always been in, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's a funny thing. So like, I've never been like a huge story of the year fan, despite knowing Dan, as long as I've known him, I really, Dan's really the only guy that I've like known and had like a relationship with, but like page Avenue, I love, I think it's a great fucking record was a fan in the wake. I think is one of the most underrated records ever. Love it. I know you're <laughs> saying no, Al, but I love it. But after in the wake, I never really, the rest of those records, I'm like, yeah, they're good, but I never, uh, paid it. I didn't like, I heard them. I've listened to them, like them fine. When this came out, I was like, whoa, this feels like 
old store of the year and it has that energy it has like this thing about it and um i remember someone saying to me but like these these songs sort of feel like midlife crisis songs like everything's like about being young and i'm like what's wrong with that well not everything it was that band, it's one track band, that oh five. no i no, a lot of them feel that way like the, the the subject matter and like just the overall approach but i'm not hating on that i don't think it's a bad thing and i said to the person that said that to me i was like well they had a platinum record when they were young. Did you have a platinum record when you were young? Because I would kind of want to talk about that later in life and remind people like, hey, by the way, times were pretty good. So we're going to talk about when times were really awesome, right? Yeah. I don't really blame them for that. I feel like but, uh, I feel like they they did it when they were younger. But they didn't really have the choices that they have now on top of being older and wiser. And now they're like doing it exactly the, the way they want to do it and the way they know it should be done. Yeah, I mean, you always like learn more as you go. And I mean, oh, oh. sorry, Al. Oh, no, you're good, man. My uh, bad. I think, I think that they've, I mean, I think they learned a lot from doing Wolves because that was more of a, you know, they did a lot of DIY. They didn't hire as much for a lot of their stuff. And um, with uh, what's this one called? Tear Me to Pieces. Uh, I think that they let other people take more control, which is ultimately a good thing whenever you've got guys who are incredibly talented, um, but may not see things that an outside perspective may. And uh, the, their producer engineer, uh, Colin, is like a goat, dude. He's like, he's going to be known. Like, he, if he's, I mean, he's already kind of known, but like, he's going to be like known, known. He's like, he's got, he got like the perfect ear, the perfect like vibe, apparently. Like, all the stories that I've heard uh, as far as making that record was just like all positive, dude. It was like awesome. So I, I think them working with writers, working with you know people that they've never worked with before and um kind of letting the process take the reins rather than like say this is what the album is going to be um uh, you know uh, last i talked to the the, the guys they're like yeah we got all the, the the songs and whatever and then you know bond was like telling me that whenever he went out there to go you know meet up with them while they were recording they're like oh yeah we scrapped like a bunch of stuff we're doing like all new stuff and that's this record basically is like a huge chunk of it yeah. was just written while they were there with this guy, Colin. So it's like, I think it's a huge deal and it just goes to show that like collaboration is key when it comes to creating something meaningful and lasting. Yeah. I, I think phases are important too, when you're a band like that. And yeah. that's why I love in the wake because in the wake was their sort of F you to the music industry. They were upset about being forced to sort of being asked to let's just recreate the first record. And they're like, no, we don't want to do that. Now, again, commercially speaking, it didn't do well for them. But as someone who understood what they were trying to do and was trying to do shit myself, I was like, ah, cool. I like it. I wasn't like a lot of the band dudes at the time were like fucking idiots. I'm like, nah, good for them. If it fails, it fails. They'll be back. You know, like, fuck, yeah. they're signed to Maverick. 
It's Madonna's fucking record label. Like, what, what could possibly happen to them that won't, like, allow them to come back and be semi-successful? You know, more successful than me or you or you or anybody else talking shit. Not you guys. I'm talking about, like, dudes who were talking <laughs> yeah. shit at the time. You know? Um, and that's what I love about this record. Like you said, there was this collaboration feel. But I feel like the subject matter and the the overall tone of the music is sort of like, fuck you. We love this shit. We're just going to do it. That whole thing. It has a very, like, happy sort of, like, uh, throwback type of feel. I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but, like, that's, that's are, what I are. Like, that's what <laughs> I just, felt. I think anyway. it was just too raw for my taste. Like, it, you know they've always you know people have always said it's like you know like big like pantera influence and just like riffy riffy oh you're talking about in the wake yeah 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 it's just got tons of riffs and like it's big and it's it's, very riffy it's it's riffy and it's like very in your face you know like it's very forward like um it's just not my 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 digs uh i my favorite album still to this day uh i do love you know tamarind pieces i love you know page avenue obviously um Black Swan is my favorite. Album. I knew you were gonna say uh, that. That's a very good record. Yeah, see, dude, like yeah. you, like you and other people, like say that, and I, I, for whatever reason, it just doesn't resonate with me. I, I think, understand why you like it, but it yeah. just for me, it's just I don't know. I think it's just because it's got all all the concepts of the songs are like, you know, and it's like kind of like their political phase. I want to say like almost. Sure, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, and I and I I really admired that because it wasn't just like you know it, it was like pointing their guns to something rather than just kind of spraying all over, which, which was cool in my opinion. Um, but it, it resonated with me, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, so back to what we were talking about, like it's, it, it's weird being a fan of a band and also knowing the guys in the band. Um, because you, you, you don't want to say anything. You want to just sort of embrace whatever, is being given to you and then as the world hears it you want to go i'm on team whoever you know yeah yeah <laughs> so like uh but there was uh, one of my favorite bands of all time is calico system and um uh a guy that we all know who has since passed loved that band as well and i remember having a conversation with this guy about one of their records that had come out and he would be, he was like, uh, I don't want to say who it is, but he was like, yeah, I begged them not to put out that record because they're so much better than that record. I'm like, well, maybe you're a little too close to the situation. Right. And I, at the same time, I had started forming a friendship with the singer of the band and I was like, well, maybe you're too close to the situation because I love that record now after it's been out. But he's like, yeah, if you could have been in that situation then, would you have said no? And I'm like, well, yeah, probably. I mean, they could have got a better re- – but I'm like thinking totally like semantic sort of like could they got a better recording out of it, you know, spend the money on better production. But for what it is – and uh, I just remember this guy going, I'm never going to be this close to another record again, so I have to give my opinion now. And I was like, fair enough. <laughs> All right, cool. Like that makes okay. sense. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I'm not going to argue that. But most people don't get to do that. They just get to hear it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's, it's a valuable thing when you get to kind of uh, be involved in that process. And I've never, like, I don't know if you're this way, Al, but, like, any, any, have you ever, like, involved 
fans or like people not involved in the band in the recording process? Um, me personally, I don't think so. I've been in bands who have done that to an extent. Uh, really? Think, what was that think, like, dude? Oh, I don't know. I, I wasn't there while it happened. I think oh. they did like I, I think at some point Fivefold did like a chorus thing with people that they just knew or whatever and included them in. Oh, you weren't there for that? No, well, I no, um, that was well before my time, I think. But I, oh. I could be wrong. I, I to me, it's just like I want to say that that happened, but I don't. I could be making it up. I remember too. that. No, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Well, that that's actually a really good example. I remember when that happened. I was like, "Fuck me, that would be so." And again, this is just my anxiety. I'd be like, "God, this would be." I don't know if I could like just my own stupid brain being like, I don't want people in the recording studio with me. This is so weird. Like that. Yeah. That whole thing. I do. I feel that way. Just going to the studio with somebody that I know. Um, Like if I if I come in and record with Gerald, like I've known Gerald for, you know, a long time. And uh, and it's it's weird because like sometimes I can feel like you know pretty vulnerable do the thing that I want to do and just like sing and you know that's that's really yeah. for me like that's where I feel like the most uncomfortable is like singing without it being like backups with the bass in my hand you know um, if sure. I'm doing backups like you know whatever sound guy never pushes me up anyway so it doesn't matter <laughs> but um, if I'm sitting in a booth and like trying to get this part like down correctly or something like if it's somebody that I really know and like even even the people that I like trust. It just it's uncomfortable, you know, and I think that's still just like a a, a lingering fear like that, you know, I, I should be able to get over eventually. But who knows? Maybe I'll always just kind of be like, you know, not not take myself seriously enough to say, like, no, it's OK. You can do this. You know, there's always going to be that part of me that's like, this is shit. This is shit. This is shit. <laughs> and, you know, you're shit, you're shit, you're shit. And, um, you know, I don't know, maybe that. Uh, maybe that is like way different whenever I'm with people that I don't know, but I think it, it is definitely not as exacerbated whenever I go into a studio with somebody that I don't know. It's w- it was way worse. Um, I recorded with Dan and had to do backup vocals for Brooke Royal. And mm-hmm. I was terrible, dude. I was awful. I was doing these high, like stupid high backup harmonies. And I, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. And like a guy that I really respect and like, who's like actually good at this is listening to me and recording me doing this. This has got to be torture for this guy. You know, like, you know, it, yeah. You just, he didn't think so. No, I I don't know. He's the best to record vocals with dude. He's one of the best. Like it's, it's, well, I don't know if you didn't experience that. Maybe he was not, making you feel good but no, he, was, I, yeah. he, he was he was cool i'm sure he was fucking around with you like he was he was he was really cool and i you know i i i told a story and i'm i'm maybe i'll leave that for another episode but there's a story um and if you listen really close on one of the newer brook royal songs it's me telling this story about um uh sexual coitus uh <laughs> it's, it's about copulation <laughs> Uh, and he took the, he took like the story that I was telling you, he was recording. I had no idea. And then he just reversed it. And so like before one of the choruses, it's just me talking about somebody getting fucked and it just reversed. So there it is. There's the Easter egg from one of the newer Brooke Royal tunes. That's why you gotta love him, man. 
That's why yeah. you go record with him. Yeah. Uh, with Gerald, like you said, dude. I, I, dude, I'm, I'm so many years into this still, like, in even still, like, recording. I've done three, four songs with Gerald. Four? About to do four? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, every time I show up at 10 a.m., and I'm like, hey, man, want to drink a beer and talk? Yeah. And, like, let's get a little bit loose. It doesn't matter, dude. I got I to gotta feel the way I need to feel. Like, it doesn't matter how yeah. much you've known me. How much we work together. If I'm gonna like put myself out there artistically, and I hate saying that, I hate saying that. But like, if I'm gonna put myself out there, I gotta feel. I a I need I need to feel nothing, or I need to feel that you are ready to sort of let me suck. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like you need you need as much grace as possible, and I I feel the same way. It's really good about that because it's sort of like he's more of like I told I told Gerald this one time. I was like uh um I was like, yeah, man, or I told Dan this. I was like, he heard one of the songs I did with Gerald. I saw him out one night and it's like, yeah, dude, the new song's really cool, man. Let me know when you want to get back in and we can do something. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, yeah, you know, with Gerald, it's more of like a and I it, this is not an insult, but I was like, it's more of a corporate setting. Like it's very it's yeah. very like you know it, I don't mean that as an insult, but I mean, it, 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 you know, with Dan, it's like it's at his house, it's his basement. Let's drink some bush, some bushes, right. and fucking eat some fucking Doritos, and let's talk about punk rock that happened and whatever. And like with Gerald, it's like, so are you ready to go? Are you ready right. to do this? Like I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> but can we have beers first? Like that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I love I both that. elements, man. They it, it it makes sense to me both, and I love both of them. You know. Some work better for other songs and, you know, vice versa, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm, you know, if you want, next time you come down to record, I'll just come hang. (laughs) I'll be vibe tech for the day for you. He'll bring bring the beers. I'm recording on, hold on, (laughs) I'll tell you right now. I, I canceled on Gerald and I felt super bad about it. My son was sick. Oh, no, I saw that happen, man. It's awful. Oh, dude, it's been happening. It's insane. I'm recording on the 10th of June. So if you want to come. We may be hosting a party that weekend. Well, you let me know. The song's done. I got to get the vocals done. Damn it. All right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'll come over and hang. And then whenever you're done, you just come over to my place. You come sing I'm... some fucking <laughs> harmonies. Party up. We'll party up, dude. It's, I think that's uh, the donut party day. Oh, shit. Colt, I'll make sure you get a uh, an invite if you're not busy that weekend. Okay, yeah, for time. sure. Everybody brings a uh, box of donuts, and uh, it's from where, like basically my wife loves donuts, so we uh, we have everybody grab like, hey, just get like six or have you know, get a half dozen donuts from your favorite place around you. Everybody brings them. It's just a donut potluck, so everybody can experience different donuts from everywhere. And nice. then I take a bunch of uh, glazed donuts and I make burgers and do them like the Love ballpark, it. the the. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The the Grizzly Stadium. They do like Krispy Kreme burgers. So it's like you use the bun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. It, it's so good, dude. Nice. So good. You talk about shitting through a screen door, Pat. That's, <laughs> that's, I don't, I don't yeah, need a burger yeah. to do that. Give me water. That's <laughs> fine. Before yeah. we go, do you know Electric Cowboy? Uh, Electric Cowboy, yes. No, Cowboy. 
Oh, call no, 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 no. This is uh, Rob showed me this this band. It's like okay, good, 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 good. That's the Cole, um, you don't know who this is, right? I they used it, to be called Eskimo Cowboy. I I've heard of the, heard of them before, but right. I don't know anything about it. Right. So we used to do a thing where I introduced Colt to music. All right, let's just do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Hold context, on. dude. Just hit it. Yeah, absolutely. I, it makes me so happy that Rob showed you this. Yeah, dude, he was and like, fact, you gotta check. Actually, the last time I saw Rob, we might have talked about this band, but nonetheless. <laughs> he was like, Dad, this shit goes so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so happy he likes it. Yeah. Fuck, we, just need, we need to have Rob on here. No shit. Reminds me of uh, Don Bracco. Say Don Bracco. Yeah. And sure. So cool. So. Cool. There's a lot going on for sure. This is who I want to be when I grow up. If you're a fucking rock band, then that. That's it, dude. That's all anybody ever Let's wants. Let's drop the track and let the fucking crowd do it. And they do it so loud, it's louder than the track would be. Come on, man. That might be a backtrack. It might be. It sounded like the crowd. Of I'm going with the crowd. We 
There it is. That's nuts. They used to that be called Eskimo Callboy, but that was insensitive, so they changed it. <laughs> That's thoughtful. Love it. Can't wait till they come to the the Midwest. If they do, dude. All. If they play the factory, that would be so. That would be sick. dope. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. I know. That's why the I said factory it. <laughs> is so awesome, dude. That's where I saw Paramore, dude. It was factory. amazing. Yeah, I love that place, man. All right, I got to call it, y'all. Yep, we probably should. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Yeah. All right.